Welcome to this edition of Mountain Talk Monday. I'm Kelly Haywood. On today's show, guest host Mimi Pickering speaks with folks involved in the EPIC program through Kentucky Community and Technical College System. This coursework is available completely online. You can earn apprenticeships and internships with local employers, and programs are available for five degrees and 11 certifications. Now we'll begin with EPIC, Enhancing Programs for IT Certification. Beginning with Tracy Davis. We are the EPIC program. EPIC stands for Enhancing Programs in IT Certification. And we are around for Department of Labor TACT grant. We are a consortium grant, which means there are six colleges across Kentucky in our consortium. We were awarded $10 million to create programs, apprenticeships, internships in the fields of computer and information technologies and medical information technology through the community colleges, the KCTCS system. Our slogan is training tomorrow's workforce today. With the unemployment here in our region especially, we hope to train unemployed adult non-traditional students and traditional students to be able to work from home in the medical fields or just trained for high-skill, high-wage jobs in those two fields. I'm David C. Dixon. I'm the project team leader at Southeast Kentucky Community and Technical College, and my role is to oversee the EPIC program for all five campuses of Southeast Kentucky Community and Technical College. Currently, we are the highest number of participants for this program, so what we're doing seems to be working. I have a person who works under me who is the Outreach and Placement Specialist, and we collaborate together not only with college programs, but we work with our local uh, WIOA offices, which are usually housed in our Kentucky Career Centers or Community Action Agencies. And every month, we're visiting all of our four counties, Southeast Encompasses, Letcher, Bell, Harlan, and Knox Counties. It seems to be working well. We have one completer for our program that has already received a new job. She worked as a waitress at a local pizza place in Harlan, and now she's working for Mountain Comprehensive Health Corporation's Harlan location in the optometry department. She completed in May and was hired on the spot in May. They were very impressed with her background in medical coding and so forth. But Students come to us from all different avenues, whether they come directly into the college or they may be referred from social media posts they've seen or word of mouth, as well as going into Kentucky Career Centers, the WIOA offices, and so forth, and being referred to us. And we've seen people from all walks of life at Southeast. We have some students that are fresh out of high school, all the way up to some students who are in their late 40s, early 50s, who have retired and want a different career or people who have worked maybe in the medical field all their lives but they want to change into something else in the medical field and then we've also had some people that have been laid off from other jobs that have came in and our completer rate will definitely be going up as we've got more classes online and so forth but it's just very rewarding to see people being excited about coming back to school, getting an education. And through our KCTCS online learn on demand platform, it offers students 
the flexibility. For example, we have several participants who may have children at home, so they have sporting events, school, they're having to work low-paying jobs, but they're being able to take these classes to train for high-wage, high-skilled jobs, which hopefully will lead them into employment in our area. As most people know, southeastern Kentucky has been hit very hard with the decline in coal, and not only has that affected the coal industry, but it's adversely affected everything in the area from education school teachers to um, lawyers to doctors hospitals and so forth so we're hoping that these jobs will be able to bring in new industry i've collaborated with several of our chambers of commerce local economic development authorities just to get the word out about what we're doing at southeast and how southeast can partner with these organizations to bring in new industries it seems like we're talking about building new industry here but you also are approaching this education in new ways aren't you one does not have to go to class and sit in a class yes that's true with the um, learn on demand or even kctcs online in general whether it's learn on demand or learn by term these classes are offered totally online so often the student only has to come to campus maybe once or twice to do placement testing to meet their advisor and do applications for admissions and things and then some students who may have been to college before and are returning may never have to even come on campus we can do advising via email or on the phone and so forth but just because these classes are completely online students have online supports that are built in so they're still going to be receiving the same services that students on campus would receive we have a brain fuse tutoring which gives them 20 hours of tutoring for free if they were to need that they also have access to our go kctcs student services center which provides a wealth of help information and the good thing with the epic program is we employ two success coaches which are housed at our systems office in Versailles. that is there to offer a wealth of information to the students whether they're getting ready to apply for jobs and need help looking over their resume or maybe they want to sit through a mock interview or back to academics if they're having trouble those success coaches can pull together information resources to help them and then we also utilize what's called starfish which is a retention solutions so we try to catch students early if we see they're falling behind and another thing that is really good with the learn on demand platform if you're going completely learn on demand is we have our flexible start dates in the fall and spring semesters we have 10 monday start dates and then in the summer we have five monday start dates so if someone decides they want to come in in say september well they've missed the beginning of the semester for traditional online classes or traditional in-seat classes with Learn On Demand, we're able to start them. Or if a mass layoff happens or so forth, we're able to help them. And it's also good for students who may have missed the deadlines at the beginning of the semester to get their applications for admissions and things in. And then is it also learn at your own speed? Learn On Demand is built to be kind of learn at your own pace. However, you do have a set start date and you have a set end date. There are no due dates in between, so it is important for students to pace themselves. An example I always like to use is we have one student at Southeast who works at our local Pizza Hut in our area. She has a different work schedule every week, so she'll sit down on Mondays or the day that she gets her work schedule, and she'll make her own schedule. So she'll be like, I'll work on my medical terminology class for two hours on Monday, my introduction to computer class for an hour, then Tuesdays have to work all day, so she's not going to work on anything. Wednesdays, she has to work part of the day, so she may spend two or three hours on 
classes. So it's truly flexible in that if you need to work on classes in the AM hours, you can work in the AM. If you need to work in the PM, and then your instructors, facilitators will get graded assignments and things back to you within 20 to 48 hours so you can move on. And another good thing with our Learn On Demand system is if you have someone that may have worked in the medical field for years, they know medical terminology, they may have a background in medical insurance, but don't actually have a certification in those areas. We have our credit for prior knowledge, credit for prior learning assessments that are built into our courses. If you make a certain cut score, then you take another assessment and you make a cut, certain cut score on that exam, you pass out of the class and get credit for it. Heather, would you give us your name and tell us a little bit about your story here? My name is Heather Smith and I am a single mother to a soon-to-be three-year-old little boy. I've been an EPIC student. This past summer I took my first EPIC class and it was you know one of the learn on demands and it was very very good experience for me to go through you know like David was saying it's very flexible for you know people who have children at home or you know have jobs and things that you have to do I was able to do my classes anytime that you know I needed to I could sit down and do it whether it was you know nine o'clock at night midnight it was there for me and I was able to do that and do it fairly quickly as well and get it done and it was just a really good experience for me. What are you hoping to get a degree or certificate? Um, Well right now my goal is I'm gonna go try to get into the radiology program. I want to be a radiologist so that's my ultimate goal. And what kind of learning path do you need for that? Probably like the medical terminology and and things like that just different core classes that they require for you to have to get into that program so and will you be able to do those through this program mm-hmm. I certainly will be able to <laughs> that's great my name is Mary Wilson and I'm also a single mother to six but I only have two that's living with me and a stepson that's also living with me so doing the epic program is very very awesome for me because I'm also a sports mom so I have two that's constantly um, it's a never-ending with sports it's basketball football baseball is just seem like it's year-round and I don't like to sit in class I'm not one who just I can't sit still so having to be able to be online and have it at any time that I can you know wake up and just get online and start doing my classes is really awesome And then even with the success coaches and all that on there, they helped me out greatly because I had online classes before, but it was actually through uh, the Southeast program. But then when I took Epic, it was a little different for me. But then they showed me how to maintain and how to go on and get that perfect score. And they were right there to help me and everything like that. Had you done some college before? Yes, I I have my associates in uh, arts already. I did that in May. I graduated in May. And I'm going back. I'm also taking Southeast classes to get my associate in science, which I'll be graduating in December. But then my prime priority is education. That's what I'm going into. But I want medical coding because, you know, jobs is scarce right now. So, Mary, maybe you can tell me a little bit about your experience with textbooks in these courses. They, they get run pretty, you know, high at sometimes, but you can also get scholarships for first-time 
single parents entering in college or you can also go to the unemployment office if you have a mental illness been in a domestic violence or any type like uh, I know one of my friends she couldn't just lift her arm and she was able to get that scholarship long as you bring in your doctor's reports or anything like that and some of these services are offered through the vocational rehabilitation counselor and as Mary said in most counties they are located at the unemployment offices Mimi mentioned textbooks with our learn on demand format textbooks students are charged an e-resource fee which is usually significantly lower than an actual textbook fee the textbooks are embedded in our courses usually as pdf or html files and then some classes have been created with a new buzzword in education called oer better known as open educational resources for example our cit 105 class through learn on demand is created entirely with open educational resources so there is no textbook fee which, especially if you're a student that's paying out of pocket or having to take out loans and so forth, or you only have limited number, for example, some of the funding streams only give $2,000 per semester. So if you're having to buy an $800 code book, that kind of goes into your funds a little bit. So having some courses created with entirely free resources is good. For, and another example would be our Bio 135 through LOD, which is Basic Anatomy and Physiology. That textbook is also created with OER. Mary and Heather, you've experienced dealing with this textbook issue? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I did the CIT 105 over the summer, and like David was saying, all the resources are right there. You go in, you do your assignments it takes you to websites that lets you mm -hmm. either watch videos or you read or go through little you know interactive things that actually teach you about what you need to to learn about how have the professors responded to this kind of teaching are some of them more interested in it than others are some fields work better than others I can speak for experience at Southeast. Most of the report has been positive at Southeast. We have some people that teach entirely online, so they're bigger proponents of online education than someone who may teach entirely in the classroom. Some experiences at other colleges have not been so positive, but I think as more communication is out there and now that we're able to show some results, other people are buying in. Again, we have a lot of support at Southeast from the top down, and I think that's very important. When you have support from the president's office, from several of the vice presidents, all the way down to support from the custodian, you have a good working relationship. And, you know, one of our key things at Southeast is we always put students first. It's not money first, it is students first, and, you know, that's a big thing at Southeast. Obviously, if we can get them in classes that generate more revenue for Southeast, that's what we want to do, but our administration understands that sometimes it's just not possible, or they're interested in career paths or certificate, diploma, associate paths that Southeast may not offer, so we have to look elsewhere. And then that also gives us the ability to say, hey, there's a big demand for these fields. We need to expand our horizons, which we're currently looking at doing. Tell me about living here. Do you all, like both of you, is it this something that's going to help you stay in the area? Do you want to stay in the area? Well, I moved back here. When I graduated in 86, I moved to Georgia, and I was there from like 20-plus years. And I only moved back because I lost my children's father. So I came back home. And I've been back for four years. And 
the, what I love about here is because you can raise your kids here. They can go out and play and you don't have their fear. So I would love to be able to stay here and use what I do have to maintain my stay here. It's the same as with me. I just moved back to the area. Um, grew up here, you know, basically my whole childhood. Just moved back to the area this past November. Uh, at the time, I didn't have, you know, my high school diploma or anything. So I got my GED. After I got that, I was like, why stop? So went on ahead and got enrolled into college and got in the EPIC program. And it's definitely going to help me stay here and get my education. And all my family is here too. So, you know, I want to be where they are. What inspired you all to, like you in particular, Heather, to go to school like this and get your education? Being a single mother, it's it's up to me. It's entirely my responsibility to provide for my son. And, you know, you can't really provide that well if you're doing a job that doesn't pay very well. So, you know, I wanted to go back to college and make something of myself that will be able to let me provide a very stable home life and give my son a college education as well if that's the path he chooses which I hope he does I really wanted to be a good role model for him as well because he'll look at me and say you know hey mom went through all that schooling and I hope that he gets inspired to do so as well what about you, Mary? It's about the same with me, except when I did graduate from high school, I did go on to Eastern, but I partied. So I ended up not continuing my education, and I moved off, and I had kids at a young age. So it was college was far away from me. It was like I have to work. I got to provide for my kids. But moving back home was able for me to go back to school because you had that support system, you know, not just your family, but you have friends. And when you end the work field, like I work over at Southeast doing the Ready to Work program, and that's also a program that helped us to be able to, you know, be there with our kids, get paid, and go to school. And then it's like, like she said, it helps your kids to look at mom like, okay, if mom's doing it at this age, I can surely do it. You know? What about someone who doesn't really have any computer skills? Would they be a little scared to? get into this do you think my opinion would be for someone that doesn't have basic computer skills a completely online program would not be the answer my suggestion would be to someone who may be interested in one of our epic pathways would be to maybe start with our nc intro to computers class at one of our community college campuses hazard has several campuses around the area as well as southeast has several campuses around the area and to take an intro to computers, maybe do a couple other classes in seat and then ease into online. Maybe start with one online class before taking a full schedule of online classes. I know for some people in the region, just getting access to the to good internet is a challenge. Have, have you all faced that? Yes, yes, I have, especially because where I'm at, I'm in Lynch, and we have this company's access, and it's horrible. It's hard, but you can be on there and it'll shut you off just as fast as you get on, so. I think I seem to have pretty good internet where I live. I live in Cumberland, just outside city limits, and my internet connection is really steady, reliable. The only time it ever goes out is like when it's storming, so I have a pretty good experience as far as internet connection. 
Well, maybe as we build a IT industry here, we'll get that broadband as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is one initiative, you know, I've been very involved in, um, starting back with Congressman Rogers and uh, former Governor Brashear when they launched the Kentucky Wired Project. It's one of the things, Harlan County was one of the top priority counties to get the broadband through. And as Heather mentioned, she's in the Cumberland area, which is covered by Windstream. And they've actually launched up to 100 gigs of speed now. So we're pretty top of the line in our area and throughout Harlan County. There are several areas. We're just waiting for the last mile to be complete. So I believe once the last mile is complete, this will help students in the southeast region to be able to compete for the work at home jobs because with work at home they do require you to have certain internet speed but we're currently we have a teleworks hub in harlan county and students are able to go out there because they do have the internet speed required and they can go through and work there and one of the things we encourage those people that are completing the teleworks program is to look at furthering their education for example there are several students who work for microsoft so why not get some microsoft certifications so they can look at moving up in a company that they're already in tracy specific courses that you can take right now that are available okay through epic we offer five degrees, 11 certifications in MIT and CIT. We have certificates in Cisco Network Associate, Computer Support Technician, Microsoft Windows Administrator, Programming, Web Programming. Um, we also have Medical Coding and Electronic Health Records. You can also go through and get an Associate's Degree in the Network Administration, Programming, CIT applications, you can get an associate's degree in the medical coding track and the electronic medical records track. So if you wanted to start and get a quick certificate and go to work, then you can keep on working on that on that associate's degree. And we also have a new certificate that we just got approved for, and it's called the Healthcare Specialist. And it takes, I think it's about six certificates into one and it's the first and the only one in Kentucky so EPIC is offering that it's in the planning phase um, we have lots and lots of different certificates some take longer than others you can get some in a short period of time the classes are constantly updated and our classes go through a rigorous process of quality assurance where they're peer-reviewed three times and then they have to go through quality assurance at the system level. So our classes have had many eyes and many hands on those to ensure that although it is online learning, that they are getting everything they need, the skills for the employers in the area. We also have a council that meets three times a year for employers in the area. They are invited, and it's called the Workforce and Employment Leadership Council, the WELC for short. And we meet with employers. We've got ARH on, on our WELC. We have, like I said, we're a consortium, so we kind of cover the whole state from Louisville to Paducah for colleges in the southeast area. So we are working with local employers and industry to offer apprenticeships and internships on the end of our degree and certifications when we have completers to help them get employment you know through an internship or apprenticeship and then hopefully full-time employment 
it's pretty recent that you that you've been up and running, right? Is that correct? Yes, we are getting ready to have our second year in October, and we are a four-year grant. We got a six-month extension, so now that our classes are all developed mostly, and they're all available on the schedule, then we have a big outreach push right now for students and participants, and it's easy. You just have to apply to the college and do the necessary things there. If you need a transcript or a, some compass testing or whatever through the college, then you can contact one of our outreach and placement specialists or the college, and they can direct you to the person. We just tell you all about the services that are offered, and we have advisors, wonderful advisors, that help you with the process of that. And then again, our success coaches, if you are new to online, they can help you every step of the way on how to locate your classes, how to upload or download or whatever you need to do with your assignments, how to get in touch with your teacher. We just offer great services in that respect. And are those one-to-one with real live people or do you do that online or some combination of both that you can connect with to get this assistance? The success coaches, it's usually through email or they do call and text depending on what what you want to do. It's really up to you, but you can talk to them. They are at the systems office in Versailles. They come to Hazard once a month, and we try to set up times where if students want to meet them face-to-face and talk to them, then we try to offer those opportunities as well. But they, too, try to get to all the colleges once or twice during the grant year. So I just want to tout our success coaches. They are the best. They have created a whole Blackboard shell just for EPIC students. There's lots of things on there to get you ready for employment, those soft skills you might need if if you want a little help with your resume or if you want to do a mock interview. They give you different interview tips and then they help you through the classes as well. I can't say enough about the great services and then at every college that we're involved with, the advising is great. Our advisors and, and our team leads and our OPSs, they know the ins and outs of the colleges. They're all very experienced, and they'll lead you down that path to success. You had mentioned in-person, face-to-face. If we have students that want that, I know at Southeast we have what's called our academic support centers, which offer real life tutoring services to students that want to come in and they have extended hours through the week for those people that might not be able to come 8 to 4.30. And then, of course, myself and the outreach and placement specialist, Joseph Fulkerson, we're available from 8 to 4.30 or if I need to be there at 9 o'clock at night, I'm there to help someone. You know, very often I'm registering people at 12 o'clock at night on Friday or whenever they need it. You know, that's one of the things that the systems office and when they designed Learn On Demand was that it was truly Learn On Demand 24-7. Although they don't expect you to really be there 24-7, that's one of the things that we try to do. And our facilitators that facilitate our Learn On Demand classes are expected to return emails, questions, and things within 24 to 48 hours. And while a lot of our classes are set up on what we call adaptive release, where if you make a certain score, then you can move on, Sometimes things have to be hand graded. I mean, that's just life. So 
instructors, facilitators are required to do that within 24 to 48 hours. You have the possibility, we've had some students that have signed up for introductory classes because they're new to college. They finished those in just a few weeks and moved on to more advanced classes within the semester because Learn On Demand is truly flexible and we have the several start dates. And Mary, you had, you'd done traditional college. What was the transition to the online and what was it like for you? Well, I took online classes also in the tradition of college, and I prefer online way better than in class. I'm just, like I said, I like to move around. <laughs> I can't just sit and, or I'm going to sleep if I'm <laughs> sitting in class. So online is just so much, so much better. And it's just flexible because, like I said, I have kids that are in school, and my eight year old is a mischievous little boy. And when they call me, I have to go immediately so it's like I have to get up and go and when I was in online classes it was like I mean sitting in a class I was like oh my gosh I can't leave you know because then I'm gonna miss something where online classes totally totally different totally different and Heather what about you would you be able to go into a classroom these days uh, you know, I'm a pretty new at this college thing. I'm <laughs> I'm 27 years old, dropped out of high school, but got my GED, like I was saying earlier. I want the in-seat class experience just to say that I've had it. But really and truly, when you look at it, you know, being a mom, just for example, Monday is when our classes start. Monday is the college start date for classes. Tuesday, I've got to take him to the doctor. You know, so if I was in seat classes, I, that would be a problem for me. But because I'm, you know, doing my classes online, I can go no problem. So it really does work out and it really can help, you know, those people out there who have things that they have to do that don't have time to sit in a classroom. The U.S. Appeals Court will hear arguments Tuesday, September 27th in the case of West Virginia versus the EPA, challenging the federal clean power plan. That's the centerpiece of the Obama administration's attempt to limit carbon emissions from power plants. The challenge includes 27 state attorneys general, but one in particular, West Virginia's Patrick Morrissey, has positioned himself as the champion of fossil fuel interests, fighting government regulation. Glennis Board has this profile. West Virginia's Attorney General is not from the Mountain State. He's from the Empire State. After a failed congressional bid in New Jersey, the New York native set his sights on West Virginia. West Virginia needs an Attorney General to stand up to Obama and the EPA's job-killing regulations. That's Patrick Morrissey. In 2012, Morrissey loaned himself a million and a half dollars to way outspend his Democratic opponent, Daryl McGraw, who had been attorney general for two decades. Morrissey became the first Republican to take the office in West Virginia since 1933. Since then, he's focused his office's attention on a series of conservative causes, such as defending Second Amendment rights and fighting transgender protections. His proudest accomplishment? Leading the charge against President Obama's clean power plan. West Virginia has bled jobs uh, 
in part due to these regulations that are coming out of Washington. If we can reverse that, tens of thousands of people will benefit. Morrissey says the clean power plan is an illegal federal overreach. Despite expert analysis that coal's decline is largely due to market forces, Morrissey predicts the coal industry in Appalachia could rebound 30 to 40 percent if regulations are struck down. We have to protect every single job that we can here in West Virginia, and that's an important role for the attorney general. 22 of the 27 states challenging the clean power plan, along with Morrissey, also have Republican attorneys general, reflecting a national red shift among those office holders. In the 60s and 70s, attorneys were mostly Democrats and more neutral enforcers of the law, according to a professor of public policy from University College London, Colin Provost. He explained via Skype that the role became more partisan after Democratic-led attorneys general aligned in the late 90s to take on big tobacco. And one. In the last 15 years or so, the Republican attorneys general have really gotten on board and kind of pushed their own interests as well. In 2014, the tide officially shifted with more Republicans than Democrats holding the office for the first time in American history. Provost says the Republicans never paid much attention to the office in the past, but... Now they're very invested in it. They are out there pouring money into races, trying to recruit particular people um, with the help of a lot of core business interests. So uh, it's, it's not surprising that they've overtaken the Democrats. Back in West Virginia, Morrissey was just investigated by the West Virginia Bar Association because of his background as a lobbyist for big pharmaceutical companies. His wife still lobbies for at least one drug company that Morrissey's office had to take to court. He's also been investigated by scads of journalists, highlighting private meetings with power players in the energy industry. But Morrissey says any appearance of favor is a mirage. And when asked about the role of money in politics. Candidates need to be able to raise money to communicate their message to voters. Uh, the alternative is pretty frightening. If you can't communicate what you've done, you allow your opponents or the media to do the same. And that's not acceptable. And regarding the Clean Power Plan, any court decision made after arguments this week will likely be appealed to the Supreme Court and decided sometime after the general election. For the Ohio Valley Resource, I'm Glennis Board in Wheeling, West Virginia. The Ohio Valley Resource is made possible with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and WMMT. Ever have a question that just nags at your brain? Why is there a siren that goes off in Whitesburg every day at 4.30? Is the city water in my area safe to drink straight from the tap? How do people in my town really feel about gun violence? Can I make money farming and still live in the mountains? You wish there was someone to ask, or that you'd happen upon the answer in social media or the news. Well, now you don't have to wait for serendipity. WMMT's Public Affairs Newsroom is offering a way for your questions to become the topics that we report on. It's called Central Appalachia Wonders, C-A-W. <laughs> Just go to our website at www.mmt.org C-A-W. Then submit your question, and you might well hear the answer right here on WMMT. Dedicated to real stories, real news, and real people radio. This is WMMT. We want to know what you're wondering, so call at us today.
wmmt.org slash caw. I'm Kelly Haywood, and you are listening to Mountain Talk Monday on WMMT. Real stories, real news, real people radio. Brought to you straight from the heart of central Appalachia. Thanks for listening. So what's the future of the program? Is it here to stay, we hope? We are a non-renewable grant. It would be up to KCTCS if they institutionalize the EPIC program, but the classes that were developed with EPIC money, Department of Labor money, will stay. Hopefully, um, we're working on sustainability to sustain our program, and hopefully we can train lots of people, get lots of jobs, and bring the CIT and MIT fields here for people to take advantage of. Seems like that's where the jobs are going to be for sure. That's what we're hoping. That's especially around here. So now you said you connect with the college to sign up. How does that work exactly? It can work a number of different ways at Southeast Kentucky Community Technical College. Our application process is entirely online if you wish to go that route. You can apply, go to southeast.kctcs.edu and click on admissions, then apply for admission that way, and it's going to ask you to complete your application. And then it's your responsibility, obviously, to have high school transcripts, any previous college transcripts sent in. And then you'll also go out to fafsa.gov to complete the FAFSA and complete your financial aid information then it's you have to check back in with um, financial aid sometimes they have to do verification and especially if you've been someone who's been in a high wage position or your husband's been in a high wage position if you're female you may need to go in and speak to financial aid in person because you may have to do um, some additional paperwork showing that you have a different income than what you had when you filed your taxes for the previous year but a majority of that stuff can be done online or you can actually go into our admissions office and we have what we refer to kind of as a one-stop shop you go in you have your admissions counselor there and then you can go over to financial aid and then you can go to the records office if you need to get things to the records office and then you can go to the business office and clear things with the business office all of our campuses pretty much are set up that way with the one-stop shop everything in one building so you're not having to go to different buildings and usually once you're cleared for admission you are referred to either an advisor or if you're doing the epic pathways they usually just send them straight to me or my outreach and placement specialist because it's just easier but we do have people that have familiarity with the epic program on our five of our campuses and then of course we have cell phones and emails so they can track us down very easily but it's real easy a lot of people fear just signing up for college in general and then some people is like well I'm not going to qualify for financial aid or I'm not going to do this you never know till you try and the thing is is maybe you won't qualify for financial aid maybe you have a bachelor's degree but you've worked in a career and you've been laid off well we have different programs that you can work with center for rural development has programs out there our wioa offices have programs you may be somebody that's really in a hard place we have what's called past to promise program that can help people um, as mary and heather they're on our ready to work work and learn programs for people who may have children and be receiving other types of assistance. So there's all kinds of programs out there. A lot of people don't know those. 
programs exist. So that's where we have a strong relationship within our college between the programs. For example, someone might walk into our ready-to-work coordinator's office in Harlan and they say, well, hey, we need online classes because we have a three-year-old at home and he's up all night and sleeps all day. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, some you have a three-year-old that does that, you're not going to be able to go to school. So they may pick up the phone and call me. They may not necessarily be interested in Epic Pathways, but I can help them get to where they need to be. Or you have someone who comes into my office and they say, hey, we're receiving SNAP benefits. My husband was laid off. We've got three kids. Right now we don't qualify for financial aid. I'm like, hey, you're on SNAP, so I can refer you to the Pass to Promise coordinator. And then they may be interested in my program as well, so it's a win-win for both programs. Or at least it's a win-win for that student, even if they're not interested in EPIC because I've connected them with someone that can help them with services. With the KCTCS Learn On Demand format, now these classes have to be in our Learn On Demand system, the tuition rate is the same for all 50 states. So you're going to pay $156 plus the additional fees that anyone pays in state. So you don't have to be just a Kentucky resident or be on one of the contentious Kentucky counties. You can be a resident anywhere. For example, at Southeast, we've actually had a couple students in our EPIC program that have lived in other states. I had one student in Florida, and I've been in contact with some people even in California. So the good thing is, especially for our neighboring counties in Virginia and Tennessee for the southeast region, you will be able to pay in-state tuition for courses that you take through Learn On Demand. Or if you're listening and you're in Colorado or Iowa, you can still pay in-state tuition for KCTCS Learn On Demand courses. So that's the one thing at Southeast. We have a good working relationship with everyone. We're like a big family. Our president, Dr. Lynn Moore, is excellent. She's very supportive of online education, coming from an online education background herself. And the thing that employers, nowadays it's not as bad as it used to be, but employers sometimes look at people that done online programs as they don't have as good of education as anybody else. And as Tracy mentioned earlier, our classes that are learn on demand have went through a more rigorous process than any traditional online class or any in-class class that you sit down for because I mean the developers developed it it comes to the team lead at the college they go through it with a fine tooth comb it goes to our instructional designer who goes through it with a fine tooth comb and our subject matter experts look at it then it goes to systems office and a system director looks at it and then finally it goes out to a peer team of peers from different colleges that look at it it's a 64 point scale and it's only put on the schedule if it scores 60 out of 64 I mean, you know, I've developed some of these learn-on-demand classes myself. I mean, I know the materials there. You're going to know how to do these things when you leave the class. Some people, you just can't, they can't go to school in seat from 8 to 5 every day or even what limited night classes that are offered. It just doesn't work for them. But it's easy for students to come in and register for courses, whether you're going the traditional route, the online route, the blended route, whatever. We're there to help. We're there to assist that's the one thing everybody in our college is willing to help however they can. So you said you were getting ready for a big outreach push right now. Do you think people are aware of like all of these programs that you were talking about? Is it still a need to get the word out? I think it's always a need to get the word out. I have a little bit of a marketing background. I work very closely with our marketing and recruitment department at Southeast as well. 
you have some programs that nobody knows they exist. You may work at the college and don't even know they exist. <laughs> so it's very important to get the word out. We had our opening professional development sessions last week at Southeast. One of the big key pushes last year was communication within the college so everybody knew what was going on. So, you know, I was able to give updates about what's going on and how to find our epic classes and different things. So definitely within the college they know, but the community still doesn't. They may see the word epic and be like, oh, that's that program that David sees over, but they may not know anything else. They could probably get somebody to me, but that doesn't mean. So that's why I find it's important. We're working on a website right now just for epic. It's in the design phase right now. But if you go to the KCTCS online site, then there is a link to the epic program there. You can follow us on Twitter at BeEpicKCTCS. And we are doing different things with media around the area to get the word out. So you might hear us on WSGS or the local radio stations. And we're doing some digital things on with WYMT to get the word out. But word of mouth is the greatest advertising. And to hear these students talk about their experience, it lets people know it's there, it's reachable, and they can do it. Mary and Heather, what would you tell friends or family about the program? It really is awesome. It, again, if you have children, and most people have children, or you're a single mom, without that, you know, sometimes you don't have that help. Or if your child gets sick, like it's wintertime approaching, my baby has asthma, so I'm constantly at the hospital, or he's in the hospital, or, or either or. But you can still have that laptop and be at the hospital if you have to stay in you're online doing your classes so it's awesome i second mary on that as well if you're sitting at home or you're sitting at your work or something and you want to further your education get in touch with david or joey or somebody and get on the program because you can go way farther than you ever thought you could go in this route well thank you anything else anyone would like to add I think the main thing I would like to add is that education is within reach for everybody. As the case of TCS tagline is higher education begins here. One of the things we pride ourselves on in the KCTCS system is we do have the lowest tuition rate in the state. So maybe you're scared about going back to college. Come check out a KCTCS college. It's not very expensive and see. And it nine times out of ten you walk in the door or log into your blackboard class you're going to want to finish your education there's more than enough supports there if you need remediation we have remediation classes we have our adult ed centers our student services centers and things so don't let higher education scare you it can be your best friend and you can better yourself thank you for listening to this edition of mountain talk monday for more information on EPIC, contact David C. Dixon at 606-589-3121 or by email ddixon0009 at kctcs.edu. You can also find this contact information on our website, www.wmmt.org. And an online recording of this episode will be there too. And from all of us to all of you, have a wonderful evening.
Mountain Talk strives to provide an opportunity for everyone in our diverse audience to speak out about issues of importance to us all. We welcome your calls and suggestions for upcoming shows. To discuss a topic for a future Mountain Talk or to be a guest host yourself, please contact WMMT. Phone 606-633-0108 or you can write us at 91 Madison Avenue, Whitesburg, Kentucky, 41858, or email us at WMMTFM at appleshop.org. And appleshop is spelled A-P-P-A-L-S-H-O-P. Thank you. WMMT is truly your radio station. We have volunteer DJs from your community playing your favorite music. And with WMMT's wide variety of public affairs programming, we're telling your stories. Good evening and welcome to the Breaking Beans Radio Show. Welcome to History Alive on WMMT Mountain Community Radio. Hello and welcome to Radio from the Heart of Appalachia to the Young at Heart right here on your listener-supported WMMT. You're listening to Shoe Buddy Higher Ground Radio. Welcome to this edition of Mountain Talk Monday. This is Mountain News and World Report. Tune into our public affairs programming Monday through Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. and on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can find the public affairs schedule online at WMMT.org, where you can also stream the latest shows or look through our archive. You can also find Mountain Talk Monday and Mountain News and World Report as podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Dedicated to real stories, real news, and real people radio, this is your WMMT. Oh, <laughs> 